Welcome to WRL Broadcast. I am Hate Mail. With me today, we have Mr. Zubaz. Good evening or good afternoon, wherever you're at. And the Big Mac Attack Burger. We may have just lost him again. <laughs> I'm on. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. Yeah. Hi, what's up? All right, and we are talking Steel and Eradicator, who are the new tunes of this month, which I've got to watch quite a few burgers videos. It more, a little more than usual this time. But before we get into their lore, let's just get a quick... Um, actually, let's get into the lore first. Why don't you tell us a little bit about... Let's start with Steel, since he's the, the new tune, Zubaz. All right, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Steel. Um, so Steel, John Henry Irons, um, you know, both these characters, they came out in the uh, the Reign of the Superman event. Uh, you know, they, they kind of existed in other forms before that, but that was when they were first well-known. Uh, for those of you who uh, are worried about spoilers, this is an event that happened, like, what, 20, 30 years ago at this point? Uh <laughs> So Superman dies. Nineteen ninety-three. But yeah, but but Superman dies, and in his absence, they pop up four new Supermen uh, that are supposed to kind of embody one of his traits. Uh, you had Cyborg Superman, Superboy, and then the two new characters this month: Steel and Eradicator. Um, you know, it, the the death of Superman. There's been a ton of ink spilled about that particular event, whether it was like a really wonderful, brilliantly done thing in the nineties, or if it just ruined comics for like a decade and a half, because everybody just wanted to kill a character at that point. Um, but, but we did get steel and we did get eradicator, uh, out of those, uh, out of that particular event. It is a fun comic. If anybody wants to go back and read that, uh, it's, it's available everywhere. Um, so Steel, you know, he's he's supposed to kind of embody the the Superman everyman. Uh, he was based on a combination of John Henry, the American folklore uh, character, and Iron Man uh, over at Marvel Comics. And uh, you know, they did they did a great job with him um, in in his initial concept. Um, I personally have a little bit of a soft spot for Steel. Um, you know, everybody knows that I'm I'm living in New Orleans. I've been here more than half my life at this point. But uh, I was actually born and raised in New Jersey. And uh, John Henry, the folklore that who is based on a man from New Jersey. Uh, John Henry Irons, the steel character. He spends most of the 90s working out of Jersey City, New Jersey. And uh, Shaquille O'Neal, who portrayed Steel, was also born and raised in New Jersey. Um, so, so Steel, he, he was a very popular character. He came at a time when there really weren't a ton of mainstream African-American characters in comics, period, but especially at DC. Uh, and, you know, he, he's known for kind of embodying being a genius with uh, having some strength and brute strength, usually from his power suit and his hammer. Uh, he's, you know, he's a typical, uh, he, he's like Cyborg. He's like the atom where they get their powers from their suit. And, uh, you know, I think that that kind of spills over into, uh, the kit that they gave him in DCL. Yeah. He's, I like, I really like the reign of Superman series, the whole death of Superman event. I mean, I was a, I think I was early teenager at that time. And I remember, 
my dad going everywhere trying to find a copy of Death of Superman for, I think, Christmas. Was it around Christmas time? It was either my birthday yeah. or Christmas or something. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Christmas. And, you know, that was just, it was a fun read. It was just a really exciting time in comic books. But that was, you know, that was when comic books were really kind of at their peak. Um, it was a hot time for comics. The other thing was, um, you know, be, yes, there there had been a few dead characters. There had nobody been on the level, though, of killing off Superman. And it it became a mainstream thing. Like, people, they reported it on the news that, that Superman, like, that they were publishing that he was dead. Uh, and it drove this insane sales because people thought that these issues were going to be extremely collectible. Uh, they also thought that 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 was really it. And, you know, th- these were people that weren't as familiar with with comic books and how they kill and bring back characters on a regular basis. Uh, so so those comic books now are actually almost entirely worthless because there are so many of them and so many people bought them. <laughs> and my dad had to drive all the way to Georgia from Florida to get a copy. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> my, my father, actually, he, he has an entire case unsealed of the actual Death of Superman comic, and it is worth next to nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Did you um, read those, Burger? I'm sure you did. Oh yeah, no, I had that in that entire series. I mean, several years, like in front and behind it, and um, I still have some of the, uh, you know, like the it came in like the black plastic wrap, yeah. um, so, like the special edition. I think that's part of the reason why they're not worth much because they had so many different iterations of it yep. right then and and really capitalized on it. But yeah, it was great. Um, I, you know, I I always liked you know John Henry. You know, I think it was you know he kind of. Growing up reading Superman and being like a big fan, like that was kind of a way that you could kind of see yourself, you know, being that, you know, normal human that's stepping up to do great things and kind of carry that mantle and stuff. And so, yeah, I think it was always a a really good read. So speaking of carrying the mantle, how well is he carrying the mantle in DC Legends, Burger? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's... uh, um, So I... You know, I wish, yeah, I know we were talking about it earlier. I, I wish that, you know, he was hitting a little bit harder. Um, you know, they, the kit does some cool things. Like, I like the fact that, you know, he can stun, he has a counterattack, he can shield, can provide shield to others. Um, so, I, so I like those things, but whenever you, you know, like, when you're using them in the, you know, in the game, like, you know, at least the way I play, like, I don't, like, he's not, his counterattack does not hit hard. Um, you know, the the AOE that he hits for everybody, um, I mean, doesn't really hit hard. Um, again, it does it does some cool things, you know, like, uh, whenever, uh, when you do it, like, you, you get the, uh, the buff immunity, which is nice, and then you also get a chance to have the three crit chance ups for, uh, for the team, which is cool, but... You know, really just like a heavy support tune, you know, and I, I think he, you know, kind of reminds, I think we were, we were talking about it earlier, like, of Dove, right? Like, you know, great support tune can kind of help control a match a little bit. Um, but, you know, I'm, out of all the tunes this month, he's absolutely, out of the reworks and everything, he's absolutely my, the lowest ranked one I have. Yeah, I'm, I mean, as much as I love stuns, I was watching your videos and I was like, uh, he seems like a worse version of Hawk, and I kind of like Hawk, but 
That's why I meant Hawk earlier, not Dev, sorry. Yeah, he just, I don't know. 2D10 kind of compared him to him. And there's so many great green characters, so to have a spot as a green is going to be tough just to begin with, and then to have a spot that can take... If you're going to be a control tune, you've got to do something unique. And I mean, I like the turn zero stun. I'm sure in Siege that's going to be frustrating because it'll always stun the person you want him to stun least if you're know, not bringing <laughs> protection. But he just... I don't know. There's, I'm not... Not that excited for him. I was even contemplating slow gearing him, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I'll since I'm not really yeah. competing this month, and, I'll just go slow with Eradicator. You know, not that Blackfire is going to be everywhere, but it does strike me as a little uh, unfortunate that they debut this character that provides so much shield to himself and his allies right after yeah. his character that immediately like stuns and negates all shields. That it's like they should have done it in the opposite order almost. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit weird. Um, I, 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 what I don't like about him actually more than anything else is his taunt, which he seems kind of squishy. So taunting seems counterproductive. He has no mitigation, and then putting taunts on the enemy characters, you know, just reminds me of a crappier version of Jericho, which Jericho is not even that exciting to begin with. So, right. I, I will say, I mean, you know, I'm here to kind of both provide lore and then and then kind of grade a little bit how they did with their kits. It, it actually, a lot of it does make sense to me. Um, he he wasn't known in the comics for for hitting particularly hard. Uh, you know, he's not a super powered guy. Everything that he does just comes from his suits. He was never ever supposed to be on the level of hitting as hard as Superman. And in this game, he probably doesn't hit as hard as Superman. So so that aspect, I think, is accurate. I don't understand, though, the anything about, like, the taunting. Um, I, I think, I don't know if there's, like, one particular game designer that, you know, is just excited about doing that. Uh, and then they did it back-to-back months or something. For me, I don't get how it fits with his character, the lore. I don't get how it fits in the game. I think I think that's really where he becomes problematic. Any other thoughts on him, Burger? Before we move on to Eradicator. No, no. Yeah, I mean the the only other thing that's kind of cool is he has a fifty percent chance to stun a random enemy, and there's been I think out of all the times I've used him, I've seen it happen like twice, and. Um, but you know, a couple, both times it was actually was the person that if they were going to stun, that I was like, hell yeah, I'm glad they stunned him. <laughs> That's nice. So, like Black Flash and stuff. So, all right, moving on to Eradicator, Zubaz, if you want to give us the history on Eradicator. Yeah, uh, here is how Eradicator is related to the state of New Jersey. Um, no, I actually I don't have anything <laughs> for that. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, so Eradicator at one point was in the Outsiders, Batman's Outsiders, and they are based out of Gotham City, which canonically in DC Comics is in New Jersey. So he's at least been there. Uh, that's the most that I can know. Um, but so, uh, you know, Eradicator again, he, he actually, the, the, the concept of the Eradicator, which is one that I think a lot of people struggle with, like, what the heck is he? Is he a guy? Is he... Uh, Kryptonian, what, what it's he's like a machine weapon thing. Nobody has ever really well defined him, um, but but that entity, the Eradicator, has been around 
actually for a couple decades, but then they kind of revamped it again for this reign of the Superman. Uh, and, and that's when he gets like a very updated, very 90s look almost. Um, you know, that's when you read Reign of the Superman, it is it is like quintessential 90s with how Connor Kent looks, how, you know, Superboy, how Eradicate, how all of them look. They're all wearing like sunglasses and leather jackets and they think they're the coolest thing in the world. Um, but but so Eradicator, he is he is a weapon sent from Krypton. Um, you know, some writers have used it as somebody to protect Superman. Some have used it to protect Krypton. Um he has a very, very convoluted backstory for sure. Uh, he he does make his grand appearance there. He later goes on to do some work with the Outsiders, um, and then you know he's he's appeared kind of sporadically throughout since then. Um, you know he he functions on the Outsiders with uh, uh, Terra's brother, uh, Geoforce. Um, they they kind of have a long history together. Um, so, you know, he, in terms of powers, he has the same problem for me that Superman writers from the 1940s have always had, which is what do you give somebody that's supposed to be sort of a counterpart to Eradicator, uh, to, to, to Superman? Superman has all the powers, so what do you give his enemy? Well, you give him all the powers. Uh, so he also, you know, has super speed, has super everything. Um, I think, uh, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Berger, on this, but he should filter as both a hero and a villain, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not sure. Let me. Okay, uh... yeah, I think he should. Uh, which you know, for anybody wondering, uh, he he should be available in both the hero and villain blitzes. Uh, but but that's because that's what he is. He's not. He's more like Black Flash, where he's not a hero, he's not a villain, he's not even an anti-hero. He's just there, and he has his own thing, and that's what he's going to do. Uh, sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's good, and uh, that's that's how he's kind of functioned for the last 30 years. So, Berger, what do you think about him as just a character in general? Um, so, actually, I really... Um, I really like uh, I like him. I, I don't know if he's going to be somebody that I'm going to use um, in my lineup all the time. Um, but when you look at like what he brings to the table, like he really does a lot of things, and they're generally pretty good. Um, I mean, like I love um, being able to open up with his two, and you know having it where you know you move all buffs from main target. So you think of like some of the tunes out there like whether or not it's a turn zero taunter that you need to get around quickly and and he's relatively fast so he is going to go pretty quickly um and and so you you look at like trying to remove a turn zero taunt and while at the same time being able to hit everybody else and do with special damage and so love that uh or if you know like Azrael trying to hit him early and purge Crusite, and you know he does a lot of damage to to Azrael, and so um, so I really yeah I really like that. I like how you know you can use this three, remove all positive immunities. So you know anybody has like death immunity or uh, damage immunity, anything like that. Like he's he's helping you get around that, um, and then you know with his one ignoring awareness, I think is is awesome as well. So. 
I mean, really, he does. Uh, oh yeah, and his three can't miss, right? So you know, does a lot of a lot of things, and so I, I think he can plug and play well um, on any team, especially against a lot of the meta you know teams that we see running around with Azrael or Harley Quinn and you know stuff like that. So or even Arcus, and so there's a lot that that he does you know really well against. Yeah, when I was looking at his kit, I really felt like he he did a lot of things that you would want a character to do, especially in these in this meta. He's not somebody I'm super crazy about, but I acknowledge that he looks like he's going to be pretty good. And having, you know, he I saw in a couple of your videos where he just attacked so many times in a row. Mhm. For sure. To be fair, you are running him under dark side a lot when yeah. it's a yeah. difficult to tell but i well, mean he'll attack twice normally and then buffed. he attacks four times being buffed and it's easy to be buffed exactly so. yeah yeah so yeah if he's buffed at all by i mean which is i mean again like almost anybody like that you have on your team is going to be able to do that like he's hitting twice but yeah under dark side yeah he is he's going pretty bonkers and he stacks when up those. Uh, when you're using him, because he has one of those where it's like, if he is buffed, he attacks, but then also his attack automatically buffs. Does that, like, does it trigger automatically? Is there is, is there any time it doesn't trigger? Like, if he hits, I don't even know what, when it wouldn't trigger, if he has debuff immunity, I guess, or buff immunity. I think he has to get hit. I don't think he gains it when he attacks. Yeah, I'm looking at his skills now. He he's special damage to an enemy. Attack twice if buffed, but it doesn't buff him on it like if he it. on the three but if, if he, he deals dies. damage. Yeah, on his, the three if he if the enemy dies, then he gets two intelligence ups. But no, his his second passive is if Eradicator deals damage, gain three intelligence ups. It says received. Oh, I'm second looking passive. At the second. No, no, his no his. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, his second passive is yeah. Yeah, and it's a hundred percent if you have it. Oh, okay. So it seems like he should do that every single time. He might. I guess maybe if they have damage immunity, maybe it wouldn't trigger twice. Yeah, uh, I, haven't I haven't tried it with the damage immunity, but I, I believe it does trigger all the time. Or if they yeah. have awareness, maybe it doesn't work. Well, he hits under awareness. So. Oh, never mind. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 0 for 4 here. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's been a long day yeah. i barely looked at these characters to be honest. all right um we think we forgot was legendary orders let's do eradicator first since we got him up what are you what are you leaning towards um i like choosing his three first removing all positive immunities um with that and then after that i have his ignore awareness that's his basic um, yeah, is basic. And then, um, and, and so a lot of this, like, I try to do based off Siege, um, just because that's generally when I'm using these. And then um, his, fi his five, I, I put third. 50% um, death immunity on his two, I put fourth. And then the 25% shield on teammate, I put fifth. All right. And, um, hang on one second. You had his two last, you said? Or fourth? His, uh, so his three first, one is second, five is third, two is fourth, there and four okay. is fifth. I lost track for a second there. And how about Steel? What are you thinking for him? 
Um, I, I chose his three um, first for the gain crit immunity and apply to a random ally. Um, 50% chance to stun random enemy at beginning of battle. I picked that second. That's his five. Um, his uh, one, the apply 15% shield on random ally. I picked three. Um, then his two, light damage to all enemies, apply buff immunity. Um, I 75% chance to apply three crit chance up. Um, I put four. And then if steel is attacked without shields, um, counter using one just because his one isn't really doing any damage at all. Um, I put that five. I think the thought process on him using the counter was just to get all the shields on his counter attacks. Okay, makes sense. I mean, I guess, I mean, it's still not great, but it, I, I, that's I, my guess is that's the logic. Um, yeah, it makes sense for sure. And while we um. And while we're just, just talking about it, what are your thoughts of the reworks? Either one of you guys, whoever um, has played them, I've barely touched them, so I don't have an opinion yet. I I love Ultraman, the uh, rework. Yeah, I think uh, having his two trigger early um, at the start, and I mean, and, uh, I I really like. I think he's probably the best tune of the month, at least from what I've seen so far. I know people are really high on Zod, though, because he does a ton of damage. I, I haven't used him myself, but I've watched uh, some streams, uh, M4 and Josh, and, and they've been using Zod, and he is he is smacking uh, reds and greens, it looks like. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I played with him a little bit last night, and I was I was using Zod as leader, and I was actually surprised that I was able to, like, you know, compete against some of the meta teams. So he, he definitely seems like he's significantly better than he was. Yeah, you, you can do a lot of damage just running Ultraman and Zod under Lex, and then, at, like, fourth of your choosing at that point, like, maybe, you know, whatever the matchup is. But but those three together uh, seem to be a, a really good combination. I'm trying to think what... I need to update their legendary orders. So what are you guys thinking for him? I'm kind of leaning towards probably his one first, maybe his four. For, for Zod? Yeah. I, I would take the leader last. I don't think it's quite as exciting. Oh, I meant the uh, four as... that can't miss on all attacks. Yeah, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, whatever you have for the first four, just the, the leader I just don't think is quite as good. No, I agree with that. Um, I'm thinking, I like his one just because if you could still use him if you not, but I guess if you're bringing him, you kind of want to use him for all that can't miss. So one or four, I would think, would be good. Because his one, if he crits, then he does the heal immunity and the additional 30% damage. He does a lot of damage on his one. A lot of yeah. damage. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd probably go four, just because that's the main reason to bring him. Then his three. And then probably... Oh, not his three, I'm sorry. His two. And then probably his three, and then his leader last. Yeah, the, the shield makes sense. He he does have relatively low uh, HP. You know, 20, 2,800 kind of puts him near the bottom of the pack, glass cannon type deal. Yeah. And then let's do Ultraman, just so we can update this sheet so I can get you guys' opinion. Um, I, I actually was, I hated Ultraman. And I have to <laughs> say that I'm, 
quite I was quite surprised at how good he seemed. He's got he's got a lot of stuff going on. Um I'm guessing use Yeah, yeah you, his four has to be first is what I would be my guess, right? To his use his taunt at the beginning of battle. Oh yeah, yeah I think most people want him as a turn zero taunter now. And then you're gonna want to use his two so you can gain the overheal. Right out of the gate. Does that work on his turn zero? Where he gains the yes, overheal? It, okay. it, it does. You can do it on his first turn and, you know, again, like under Lex because he gains all those buffs too. It's just like he's he's basically at full overheal on your first turn. That's pretty awesome. And then his three, applying the buff immunity to everyone, that has, that has uh, that's such a good ability. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think buff immunity is the, the best debuff in the game. Uh, so the fact that he can do it on his AoE and, and actually that's one redeeming bit about Steel uh, is, is they both have that AoE buff immunity. Yeah. Buff immunity is so strong. And, and Ultraman does, like, that move does a lot of damage. I one-shotted uh, Azrael one of the matches when I used it just on turn, you know, on his first turn. I was really surprised. Um, then I'm guessing his one before his four. His four seems like it's still pretty good too, but. Which one oh, do you guys? Just, just take them all L5. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. But uh, no, I mean, I, I would go to the one just because I think the, um, the, the debuff transfer is kind of the name of the game for him. So yeah. it's like, you know, might as well amp it up as much as you can. And then if he's not, then you get that five, you know, crit damage down is, is always going to be helpful no matter who you're against. All right. And for those of you listening to this far end of the episode, leave a comment in the messages. I finally got my Blackfire graphic novel and forgot to auction nice. it off before. So um, just leave a comment in the messages and you will be selected. And I might even... I'm pretty sure I have some Superman graphic novels. I might have Reign of Superman. I have to dig through it, but if I don't have that, it will be some Superman-related graphic novel that I will also auction off. So I'll pick two from the comments, and if you're selected, I will message you for somewhere to mail it to. Yeah, recommended reading this month. I would say if you really, you know, probably just Reign of Superman. Uh, I mean, start, start with the whole thing. Start at the beginning. Start with Death of Superman and go from there. Uh, if you want stuff that isn't Reign of Superman, uh, Superman, I should say, uh, for Eradicator, uh, probably just his Outsiders run in the late 90s when he's on a team with, uh, you know, Geoforce and Katana. It's a, it's a pretty cool lineup. Um, and then for something just totally offbeat for Steel, um, I, you know, everybody knows I'm like a big kind of mystic red green fan and, uh, steel makes an appearance in the rot world, new 52 animal man series. Um, he is part of a really, really cool team with beast boy, uh, steel animal man and a character that I love that I wish would get into the game someday, black orchid. Uh, and they're just a really just odd job, wacko team that, that has a lot of fun uh, starting around Animal Man 13, I think, uh, in, in the Rot World. So, so that would be my recommended reading this month would be Rot World stuff, Reign of Superman, and, and you should be good to go. Cool. Well, any final closing thoughts, Berger, before we sign off? Oh, no. Just uh, got to hit raid some. 
<laughs> yeah, we got got to get on that raids. We are uh, yeah. We are currently we're getting smacked around. Yeah, we're we're currently behind. Are we still behind? My is goodness. the question. Hold on, let me look. We are no no comment. <laughs> we are thirty minutes past um past rollover. We're still down almost four million. So wow, very unlike mm. us. Yep. Burger, you need to you need to go unwrap that Big Mac and get to work, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, cool. thanks for listening, and till next time. All right, All right thanks, thanks, guys. For me. Hey, everybody, it's Tootie Tron. Thank you for listening to WRL Broadcast. If you like the show, consider becoming a patron at Patreon.com/slash/WROLBroadcast. Hey, uh, Kage, did you know that I'm now somebody? Sugar baby? Yeah, his name's Kyle. <laughs>